All right, y'all. Bobby Neptune here. This is another episode of the I Don't Know Yet podcast. And I would like to introduce a special guest, Leo Clifton. Uh, brother, how you doing? Doing great, Bobby. Thank you for having me, bro. Thank you for coming. Um, now, for the people out there that don't know who you are, I don't want to spoil it. So I would love to leave that up to you. Let the world know who Leo Clifton is. Yes. Well, the my nickname is Leo. My name is Leonard Clifton, uh, named after Leonard Nimoy. And um, I wrote a three book series titled The Last Prince of Atlantis Chronicles. And it all started about nine and a half years ago when I wrote the story. It came about basically, uh, I come from an acting background. Um, I grew up in uh, Oxnard, California, with school, Santa Barbara. Uh, first uh, film I got when I got in Hollywood, actually, the first gig I ever did of anything in Hollywood was Tupac Temptation music video. Nice. Um, this one, when Brother Pac was in prison, unfortunately for that, you know, that case that happened. And I was that for the first time that I was literally like everybody did this video for Pac from Jada Pinkett to this force of Mary Will Smith, Bill Bellamy, mm -hmm. Coolio, Ice-T, Tretch, the, the, the legendary Isaac Hayes, uh, Warren G, uh, uh, homeboy from cypress hill it'll come it'll come to me in a minute uh, be Dr. real Green, be real yes be real uh so i was in a strip poker scene with salt and spinnerella salt and pepper that was that was dope we was in this is a legendary hotel downtown la called alexander hotel if i remember this was shot back in like 97 1997 damn and uh, it was uh, Valentino within the Valentino suite, like the 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 old motion, the old silent film actor. It was in his suite. He's always staying in that hotel. So after I did that gig, I got into I was I was blessed to get in the movie Amistad with Steven Spielberg. What? That is awesome. Yes, what did sir. what did what did you do in that? Uh, well, the, the the Amistad incident is about play the slave. I played a. a, a a dying slave on the Takor ship. Wow. Uh, the, the, the Amistad incident was by Sinbay. I'm trying to think of the brother's last name. Uh, true story. I'm not sure if you've seen the movie. It was Morgan Freeman in it, um, Matthew McConaughey, uh, Jamin Hansu. That was his first acting. Oh, I think group. I cannot remember the name, but I think I know what you're talking about, though. The movie. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Man. It was a good one, though. It, it, so that was the first civil rights experience that ever happened uh, in this country in regards to these, these real Africans that came from Africa and on this slave ship and it was a rebellion. And, and the Sinbay, uh, uh, Sinbay uh, the giant character he played, uh, he started the slave, he started a revolt and he killed everybody, they killed everybody on the ship except for maybe like three people, the, the captain and one of his crew, like two of the crewmates. And they ended up in, in, in Massachusetts mm -hmm. and if coming from Cuba to, to Massachusetts. And they went to, went to court, then it went to Supreme Court. That's when you had John Quincy Adams, who um, Anthony Hopkins portrayed his, uh, the, he, he was a, he was an ex president. Then he, you know, he's a lawyer. So he came on the case and helped them get them free. So they went mm -hmm. back to Africa. So true story. So that was our surreal experience, brother. Literally butt naked on a ship. It was Spielberg is the real deal. Reenactment of the Middle Passage. That and is crazy. How did you 
how did you feel like how like what was the feeling like was it you know what i mean like did you have to like what did that feel like you know portraying a slave yeah you know this is this second question that someone asked me well uh, my good friend uh, cedric hackett dr cedric hackett at uh california state northridge university when i did his lecture um it, it was it, it's a real it made you really appreciate being black because i'm gonna be honest with you i grew up in a you know california mm-hmm. beach boy and all that stuff i i but i never read there was they never taught black history in schools that was my first real black history experience so i started reading more books about you know before the mayflower malcolm x so the experience man it was just you're literally like you walk like you feel the spirits of your ancestors man right, uh, right. I, I, you know it's you can't really explain it, but it made me really proud more proud to be black because when for our ancestors surviving that middle passage we wouldn't be here today amen to that one yeah, so that that's that's most I can say about it. And Debbie Allen, I I love Debbie Allen. Uh, she the one of the reason why that movie got made. She met with Spielberg uh, at at the Universal lot, his DreamWorks uh, studios in his office, and they I think she had supposed to have like a forty five minute meeting or something like that. It ended up to be a four hour meeting when they talked Damn. about she she talked about the traditions and um, she talked about the the just uh, the culture, even the dance, the tribal dances and things like that. And that had an influence on me writing the last Prince Lance's Chronicles too. But um, just in just in overall in general, man, it was just a beautiful experience to be with these just beautiful black brothers and sisters. We're doing this reenactment of of that. And that's how I got into the SAG, Screen mm-hmm. Actors Guild. I worked on oh. it for like so after that, um after that, after that initial part, uh that's when you kind of took on more acting yeah yeah that's when i started taking on more acting when i got in the sag um i did some other you know roles but another role i had it was a small role because i wasn't bringing on the original bringing on uh with with uh gabrielle union nice uh, kirsten uh, dunce yeah 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 eliza dushku um if you go on imdb there's a picture is a polaroid picture of Eliza Dusko is sitting on my lap and uh, I'm a, my football gear. We were just, just, we were just vibing on set. She didn't right, know where right. it was to talk and, and we were just vibing. And then the director, Peyton Reed, he's director of the Ant-Man movies. Oh, wow. Uh, that was his first movie. He casted me in. That is yeah. awesome, dude. Like, well, so, I mean, so you got some, so you got a, like, you got a resume. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got yeah. some shit. Like, I mean, no, yeah, yeah, I mean, the yeah, movies that, that you... yeah, yeah. I've done some other films, but those are the ones that the the main ones that people know know me from. And and from they had a 16 year anniversary. It's going on damn near now. 20 years of bringing on the original bringing on came out in 2000, uh, 2001. And uh, Peyton Reed, they he did a Q and A uh talking about it and literally i was the only one there when the cast other than the lady who played kirsten dunn's mom from the from the movie and so i was so i had an opportunity to come up and talk he's like man come on up tell you know you know talk to the audience about your experience and and i told him that that movie was also was a big influence on me writing the last prince Atlantis chronicles mm-hmm. uh because it deals with it has like football culture uh cheerleading culture in the book is you know it's, it's, it's a high school type uh, type of thing yeah, yeah, theme. Yeah, exactly. So uh, just talking to him about it and he was just really proud of just me to be there. And, you know, we took some pictures together and I mean, Peyton Reed's now he's huge. I mean, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, come, that's 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 critically acclaimed international. That's like worldwide shit right there. So that that that's that, is that is that are those? Are, I don't want to say all of them, but are those connections? Um, you are they still with you today? Like, you still know those people today? Do you still? Uh, well, Peyton, I don't know him. I, I don't know him super well, but if I saw him, uh, I would. And I'd be honest with you, he would probably be great to direct the last Prince of Lance's Chronicles movie. Um, because when I was telling him about, it, he said I'll check it out. That mm-hmm. was when book. One book one was only out and I did Comic-Con, um, San Diego, the Mecca Comic-Con. Yeah, uh, the Holy Grail. The time. Yeah, yes. Um, so so let, let me, So I'm going to backtrack to, so when, yeah, I did Bring It On and I, I worked with Carl Kanai, the, the, the icon, I was a model for him. Oh, that's dope. Who, that used to be one of my favorite helped, clothing lines. Yeah, who put, uh, Tupac helped put him on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl is man he's a he's a cool brother man he's a dope brother man uh so he's in an acknowledgement of the book even damon john from shark Tank. i just i just i just i'm googling you as we speak and i see at the like one of the pictures that popped up is you and damon john so i was just about to ask you that yeah yeah he's on the yeah he's he promotes a book on my website that's awesome um, leonardclifton.com uh so the book series basically just came about when i wrote it you know, I grew up, I, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan, Tolkien. I'm a big fan me too, of his. Me too. I used to love Willow, the cartoon, when I was little. I used to watch oh, that. Oh, yeah. And then, and then I got into Lord of the Rings after that. That's dope. Yeah. So I'm a big Tolkien fan. And it just, it came to me when how the books, the whole whole book series came about was, you know, I would always buy movies like DVDs back in the day. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if I, you know, if I was dating a girl or meet a girl, you don't know what kind of movies are like. So I would just have certain, you know, just movies like right, right, just general watch. movies, just general movies, Twilight to Harry Potter, you know, whatever. Then it just hit me one day. It was Twilight was on like I don't know HBO or something. I was like, you know, there's no black, a multicultural black protagonist, main protagonist characters in Twilight. Harry Potter, Percy Jackson. I didn't even know what Percy Jackson was at the time until the, until the book came out. Mm-hmm. Hunger Games. Any of those, any of those books or films, that's when I said, you know, I'm gonna make one up coming from a from an acting background. That's when I started writing the book. I was writing for six months, brother, six months for 18, 22 hours a day, because being an insurance broker, I worked from home. Right. And I was literally just downloading, channeling like the characters. It was like a floodgate. And that's how the book came about. And six months later, I literally had three books in one. That is awesome. So did you separate? Is that how you chose to separate it? Like to separate the books from this huge compendium of things you had written? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Bobby. So what happened was when when the when the first book came out, I connected with a with a brother who's um, his name is Reginald Rutherford. uh, Rest in peace. He died actually on my birthday, March 10th. Uh, He. He was huge in Hollywood, but like TV, he produced Soul Train with Don Cornelius. He created the Soul Train, Ladies of Soul Wars. He was friends with Marvin Gaye. Like he promoted like Prince concerts, Michael Jackson. And then when I told him about the book, a good, another good friend of mine named Ron Lee he was working at Extra TV show. He was like one of the producers on there. Mario mm-hmm. Lopez is like, I think it was like his boss, but he was one of the head guys. And I was telling him about my book. I, I was going to have a um, book signing. And he came to it and he's like, man, this is, this is good. So he, he started kind of mentoring me a little bit and he helped me get a book signing at Barnes and Noble at the Grove being self-published. Barnes and Noble at the Grove is the biggest venue for celebrity, uh, you know, um, authors and, and right. just celebrities in general has a book. So 
Now is that where that. is that where you mm-hmm. this this Kevin Hart photo is? Yeah, same. Yeah, the same place, Barnes and Noble. Yeah, that's yeah, dope. Book signing. So, so uh, this is after I already did the Comic Con. So the the T-shirt I'm wearing is the first Comic Con I did in 2016. So what happened when I had the book signing at the Grove? William Shatner had a book signing the day before mine. It was on the Thursday. I was the first to have a book signing for Black History Month. They didn't have anything like that. Mm-hmm. And being self-published, they gave me they gave me a venue, Barnes and Noble. So. Thursday was like, yeah, it was William Shatner's. Friday was my book signing. And Saturday was was Frank Miller's 30th anniversary of the what? Dark Knight Returns. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. dude. That's so, that's that's like Comic-Con in itself almost. Bro, that, that's that's <laughs> when it hit me. And I missed that. I wish I went. Stan Lee was there. He oh, was there. man. Yeah. So I'm in the middle of all these iconic people. So that was a big sign to me from the universe that like, God, what are you tell me? I'm doing, I knew I was doing something right. Mm-hmm. And that's when my my mentor original was saying after I did the book signing, it was successful. They asked me to do it again the following year. So he said, you got to do Comic-Con now. I'm like, man, now I got to think about creating these, the cosplay, the, the, the wardrobe. I didn't know anything about that stuff. And, and San Diego Comic-Con is the biggest. And if you don't come correct, <laughs> you know, they'll, they'll, they'll clown you. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. Right, right. Um, so I came up with what I saw the Lantern Warriors were um, with the dreadlocks you see. We had, so the, so the, the synopsis of the book, Book one is Alan King is a black teenager living in Miami, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, in a blue collar family. Was he's constantly bullied by the local jock in high school, but one miraculous day he comes across a magical necklace that gives him the powers of telepathy, teleportation, and he has the ability to speak to sea animals. Alan finds out he's an alien hybrid prince from the lost city of Atlantis, and once he connects with his Atlantean ancestors' ghosts, he must prove to them that he's worthy to become king. So now Alan goes on this epic journey, proving himself to his ancestors. He's still trying to live a mortal life in a supernatural world he's not exposed to. And some of the supernatural forces knows who he is. These supernatural beings, they're trying to kill him so they can rule Atlantis in the world. Yo, that is, dude, that's that, that, that now is that just, that's just the first, or is that the premise of overall? Is that just the first book? That's the premise overall. Yo, that is dope as hell, dude. So, so, okay. So let me ask you this. How long are your, are the first, cause obviously I'm gonna have to, um, this on, this is on Amazon or what, like, where can I, where yeah, can it's I on everything. yeah. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Lulu, uh, LeonardClifton.com that has and, all the websites. Okay, so cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that as soon as we, uh, as soon as we done chopping it up, because this is, this, this is right up my alley. So let me ask you, do you, have you, uh, um, I know you said that that's kind of what got you into it, like being in that area, um, what made you feel like, yo, I'm I'm where I need to be to kind of move on. Have you felt like have you felt like that all the way through, like uh, when you were acting and stuff like that? Or di- like, did you always want to write a book or did you were you no, just like, I, whatever yeah, actually, comes? I, the, the writing never I didn't even know I even had writing in me, bro. I I, I come like I, I read, you know, read a lot of books, mm-hmm. being a comic book nerd. I only read Batman and Superman. I didn't read anything about Aquaman, any of that. Uh, you know, of course, remember the cartoons. Right, right, and Aquaman, right. Aquaman, blonde, blue-eyed guy. And when, so this came about the whole story was always in me. Leonard Nimoy had a show called In Search Of. And one of the segments was called, it was called Search of, of, of Atlantis. And I remember as a kid seeing that show that at the end of the segment, uh, it was a voiceover Leonard Nimoy. Just, they believed that Atlantis was like somewhere in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So the Atlantis I have that, that I feel where it is is in the Bermuda Triangle. Right, right. That's what they. That's that's well through my little research. That's where I thought it was. Yeah, 
is a Bermuda Triangle, and uh, now, you know we're connecting on Clubhouse. We, we get on a lot of metaphysical, exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah, so things that I just inherently, I just knew, I just, I just knew Bobby just from, uh, just from, just, just on a conscious level. I just knew. I'm like, it's, it's, it's here somewhere. But, but the search have talked about it. It talked about everything from Greece, um, like what they thought were the rocks Gibraltar to, you know, Santorini, uh, where they thought it was. So this is a crazy part. I didn't even think about any of this. When I did Comic-Con, that's when I, when people were like, who are you guys? I was one step ahead of Aquaman on everything. And I didn't even, and parts of me made me think maybe someone read my book because, <laughs> because my, because my Lantern, you know, he's biracial, he's multicultural. Right. Yeah. Then you got Jason Paul. I love the, I love the, bro, I love the dude, like what he stands for, what he does. I'm like, this just sounds so interesting, but it's such a totally different story. Yeah. His, that storyline and my storyline totally different. So, um, but after Comic Con, that's when I was like, "Whoa, I need to hire someone to edit the original book." I did it all on my own, so I hired a screenwriter what? from Breaking Bad. Wow, dude, that's—I mean, because like I've—I um, we'll, we'll we'll get into a little bit more after this little piece of the conversation. But I um, you know, I've been I've been authoring a graphic novel since two thousand and eight called Claire V, and and self editing is is fucking hard. So hiring somebody yeah. to do it, dude, is is dope. <clears throat> yeah, it, and and the, the, me do it all on my own, and me have that book signing at the Grove Barnes and Noble. That's when I knew I was doing something right. 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 So. So what I did, it was it was kind of grimy. The first original book, because I was trying to cater to black kids and Latino kids, because mm-hmm. in, in in the book it has you know it's 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 so multicultural the, the book that the the kids people are reading were all white, you know, right, right, and, <laughs> right, and all that. So there's so someone was telling me on Goodreads because I gave it out to a couple people, some some kids around the world, but people were just buying the book in general. It was like you have they all told me like you have a gold mine. If you change like the grammar, like because it was, you know, it was, it, it's like hip hop lingo, right? Um, and, and some of the dialogue, just just so so, this, so you got some slang and shit in there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So so they were like, if you change that, I guarantee you, you're gonna have you're gonna have a hit. You're gonna have a Harry Potter. You, this is a diamond rough. So I made those changes, but still, I was saying to myself, you know what? I need to get a, a real editor. So I found someone who worked on Breaking Bad, she was, she's a female screenwriter. And just to have that perspective, so she changed some things um, in, in regards to some of the dialogue with uh, how guys, how to interact with the girls in, in, the, in the book series. Uh-huh. So when she did that, that's why I say, you know what, I'm gonna travel, I'm gonna do exactly like the characters in the book, how I wrote, I'm gonna travel around the world and do the, and I'm gonna do a social media documentary on my cell phone and let people know how vast this world I built. So I started first in Australia. That's where the Greek goddess Athena. Uh, she lives in Australia. She's not. She's not the goddess. She's the niece to the Greek. So like a descendant. Greek. She's the descendant. Yeah, that's she's dope. Plato. She's she's Zeus's. Uh, Zeus is a great grandfather, but he's known as Godfather in his grandchildren. In the mm-hmm. book series and i wasn't aware i didn't even know because uh, my muse i met her in vegas she was australian greek girl um that's one other reason why it kind of inspired me to write the book i didn't know australia had the second largest populations of greeks outside of uh greece or in wow, australia that's interesting yeah I, I didn't know that so in the book 
when Alan has this necklace, he teleports from Miami to Australia, to Sydney, Australia, to right, right in front of the Sydney Opera House. And Athena helps him. It talks about everything. Now, also, we talk about on Clubhouse, it talks about reptilians, hybrids. Oh, that is dope. Alien. It talks about all that, all this stuff that I wrote nine and a half years ago. A lot of stuff I just inherently just knew. I was downloading it. I was multidimensional. I didn't even, I didn't know it, really understand any of that stuff until Clubhouse really um, clarified some stuff. And I connected with uh, even Sophia Stewart, the, you know, in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, were you in that room? Uh, yeah, I was in that. I, which one? The, the, with the Grabber Gang or the Preservation she, one? Because she was on it a couple of times. Yeah, the, pres- the Preservation one. I think that was the first time she was in there. Yeah, I was uh, in that one. And she was in there, and I was like, I read her book where it had talked about the, the lawsuit, the FBI file, like all that stuff, the papers. Mm-hmm. So I read it a couple of years ago. So I remember that. And, and a couple of people, you know, were saying, oh, you full of this. I'm like, well, read the book. I read the book. So I was just going from what I read because it had all the documents in it. And right. she said, read, she said, read the book. When, when she mentioned, like, you know, she mentioned something about, uh, you know, remove the bell, remember, like, it's a bell. Yeah, yep. That was that's when she opened my third eye because I'm um, my great grandmother was Cherokee Indian and I remember that that term the, the bell uh, and I was like wow I had flashbacks when I was a kid with all this kind of supernatural type of stuff in this in this small rural town of Texas mm-hmm. um, so it's so all those things I just tapped back into it even being here in in L A because you were you in the country you're not around all these telephone poles and all right. This, this electronic all the emf stuff messing with your your vibes EMF stuff exactly and i was still able to tap in and literally it was like a download like i already knew this information i think it's, we all we all have it in us you know what i mean definitely definitely like they say uh what they say on um like the akashic records is like the the uh you know the all of the universe's information that we all have access to we just have to you know find our vibe and gain that information exactly and that's how i found the information it was already in me and it was just i was just fine it was literally just coming to me like floodgate and and every time i'm on clubhouse someone mentions something like man this this is in my book that's in my book <laughs> it depends on how you look at it and right and, and now i've been at california state university northridge uh the the students who are reading the book right now i'm looking at the study guide question and it's deep i was like wow it, it's like they get it on a they get it on a different levels because i talk about in the book the, the lanterns are ranked by the hairstyle. So if you're bald, you're an infantry warrior. If you have a, like baby dreads or afro, you're 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 an officer. But if you have dreadlocks, you're a general. Oh, you're that's actually, dope. Now, did you create yeah. that? Did you create that yourself? Like that that kind created, of? This all me. Yeah, yeah. This all. Oh, that me. that yeah. is fire. That is fire, dude. I never even thought about anything like that. That's fire. To me, yeah. and, and the thing is, it feels like it is. It feels like you did down, like it is a, a download. Like, you know what I mean? Like that makes so much sense. It, it was, man. It was. I was I was in my own matrix, so to speak. And <laughs> yeah. um, if you saw the study guide question that I'm, I'm looking at, it, I'm looking at it now. It's man, they, they get on some some levels. I'm like, wow, I wrote like even say a certain sentence and they interpret it in so many different ways. I was like, wow. Yeah, I was really definitely in. I was. I was definitely downloading this information that inherently had in me. And that's where now with the books being in California State University, Northridge, now they were planning on putting them in elementary school. So I'm, I made some edits because. Yeah, for I like. Could, for I, I curse words and some things right, like right, that, bro. Right, right, right. 
and now in Tanzania too. So I'm connected with uh, Golan Ayo. These brothers, they, they're from America. They're in Arusha, Tanzania. So they created a program for kids there. They're learning science. They know how to do coding, English. And my book touches on all that stuff in the sci-fi, supernatural, Afrofuturism Afro, Afro world. That is it's, so awesome, uh, dude. It, 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 it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's dope, man. We're planning on going there out there next year, hopefully, uh, with the blessing of God, we're going we're gonna to do that. And that's a documentary in itself. Yeah, These definitely. Guys. Yo, that's, and it's so, it's, it's so official too, because of the way that uh, the times are right now, like a book like that, or books like that, um, you know, like you said, putting them in elementary schools and having them in colleges and things like that, um, the application of the knowledge and how to, um, you know, use it in society. Like, you know what I mean? Because it, it's not, I mean, yes, they're Atlantean and, and, you know, areas that we may not be able to access, but just the, the you know, the way that they treat each other, the things they say to each other, things they do, and then the knowledge you're giving people um, that you just straight downloaded, that they that they may not even understand how to get to, um, they can get it here, and then they can go off into their own little rabbit holes uh, if they and want to. Exactly, and that's what's going on right now, because it also deals with being in high school, they still, they're dealing with they deal with issues teens go through. We all go through mental health with, with alcohol, like teen alcoholism, pregnancy, suicide. All some of the characters, all of them, that all the characters they have their own issues, and they become these superheroes fighting against um, the hybrid reptilians who are billionaires, and they're trying to get the the, the crystal uh, necklace, the the emerald ring, and this gold crown. And once Alan, that's why he he has to go on his journey through his ancestors, the ghosts. They train him in in the, in the Atlantic Kingdom, Pyramid City. It's invisible in Bermuda Triangle. It's not underwater. It's above water. It's so it's pyramid. actually. Oh, that's see that that's there's a, see there's another little level. See, because as soon as you say Bermuda Triangle, I'm thinking underwater. So like now nah. nah, that's dope, bro. Now it's it's above water. It's a couple of, you know it's a couple of feet above water, but you can't see it unless you're unless you're Atlantean or unless you're from that alien planet Zion West, I created or his his mortal enemies, these mm-hmm. these gargoyles, and they come to Earth through spirit. So it's nomadic Indian tribe I created that they worship these gargoyles. So during the full moon, like you know, they're talking like the werewolf mythology, mm-hmm. full moon during the werewolf, they summon the gargoyles. So the gargoyles, there it's like the blood is literally like boiling, like hot, and they come from this volcanic like. Um, lair where they live in Zion West and they come and they possess them and they can see where the Lantern Kingdom is so every full moon the Lantern Warriors there would it's even a prequel too they would be in the warrior room waiting prepared because they know when they're possessed they're right out in their dolphin wells and sharks and when they reach shore they knock them out with pressure point moves because they know it's not them they've been possessed right so they don't kill them they don't kill them exactly so at at the full moon uh uh, is is done, but it's over. They don't remember anything, but but some of them, you know, some of them do. Um, so it's been going on for centuries and centuries. And when the, the kingdom was destroyed, I, I won't, when you read the book, you'll you'll see exactly what I said. Maybe I do another uh, pod with your podcast with you. Yeah, definitely, so, definitely. When the when the kingdom, the people inside was destroyed, but not the people, in, but not the not the structure itself. Everything in there is still intact. So the king. He teleported the the crown, the necklace, and the emerald ring around the world, different places around on on Earth, 
for someone else, for his actually his offsprings, hopefully to come back and find it. And and Alan is one of those offsprings that uh, he's he's literally the last prince because the the Samuel Jackson character I created is his uncle, mm-hmm. and he was in war, he was in World War II, but he's he's in the Lantern years is like almost he's like a thousand fifty years old, and Damn. in mortal years he's 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 like ninety five. So that so he was so he so he's kind of he was kind of on his way out then. Yeah, well, he was a kid when 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 the when the kingdom was about to be destroyed. The king, uh, his his father had him and his sister ride out on on their dolphins. They took him to shore. So oh, okay, to get away from the uh, to get away to get, from all to the, get away. Yes, yeah, that so, makes sense. So the same tribe, so the same tribe that that tries to kill him during the full moon is the same tribe that adopts him. When the, when the people who saw him was like this old lady, she adopted them. Oh, uh, now it gets deeper. It gets deeper, yeah. It gets deeper. So when when you read a book, yeah, it, it, that's why so, I'm now. I'm, so do they? I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, do they have yeah. a do? So this is it's also a growth story too, though, because I know he's not. I know they're not just coming out, you know, superhero wisdom. No, 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 no. no. It's, yeah, it's a growth story. The, the the Alan the character, he always his grandfather would tell him you're special, but. He don't pay him any attention because he's like he's just telling stories. He's 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 you know you know like our uncles. Yeah, right, like, right, right. Trying like, to inspire just, you and shit. He's just yeah, he's talking because you have nothing to prove to show me that you know what you say. Right. Because <laughs> the relics are they're they're somewhere they're somewhere around the world and he doesn't have that power. He's just telling him what his or just like we're that's the reason why they live in the university. Just like they tell us stories, our tribal members. Elders tell the stories of who we really are. We're, we're royalty. We're from, we come from kings and queens. It's the same type of. It's the same analogy. That is awesome. So the other, so the the the, the other uh, friends or heroes that that he had that are along with him are they are they Atlantean or are they human? No, or no, they were really kids. No, Jake, no, no, Jake, Jake O'Connor is a white kid, and and Francisco Gomez is a Latino kid. He's Cuban. So, so do they, they grew up in. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, they grew up in group homes, so they're like the bad boys. Oh shit! <laughs> so do they yeah, get they like? Want... Do they get powers, or do they get things that can enhance they, they them? Or get, they, when they get the necklace, when Alan find other crystals, he can he can calibrate them so they can all talk telepathically. Oh, nice, them. nice. So this and so, so high... yeah. I was gonna say so he's what is he 15, 14? 15 15 yeah 15 so yeah so but he, when he finds out actually who his actual age and then Atlantean years he's like 90 almost like 100 so the, now does that um does that if he were to be if he would have been raised uh by the Atlanteans would that have increased his like would he have 90 years of knowledge basically like would his knowledge be increased oh, yeah, or would, would he lot, yeah yeah it's yeah well actually he gets the knowledge in, in the book um uh, it's called underwater tree of life so once he actually finds out who he is and actually when the 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 hybrid reptilians these albino um looking uh guys that kind of look almost like the, the main character looks like michael fassbender michael fassbender has like <laughs> look yeah you know, that is awesome to me he looks almost almost like huh i said that's awesome that you now are they like the typical reptilians that we talk about the like government ones and the you know that that are like the powers that be as far as like controlling what the humans do exactly they don't want pulling the strings but but the gargoyles pull the strings behind them they're like the they're like the ones pull the strings on like 
like the Trumps and you know people. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. so the, so the reptilians are like the one percent, and then the gargoyles and shit are like the you know the 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 the, the deities basically compared to the one percent. Exactly. 1%. Exactly. And so wait, so so you said that the gargoyles um have beef with 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 the atlantean or they have beef with just yeah, him. because the gargoyles have beef with the lanterns because their alien ancestors from this planet zion west i i created so the planet where they're on where the gargoyles live they're on this volcanic like layer like there's barren like it's like really nothing there's really nothing there is it's, mm -hmm. it's um there's uh, it's just there literally is like lava. There's like dry. It's like really no place to grow really any food, anything. But they do have some 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 powerful crystals in this place. But they're they're not so super smart, intelligent in a way where they know how to find them. But they 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 were able to actually come to Earth one time through them, and those crystals were left there. And when they come, when they how they possess the the hybrid reptilians, uh -huh. they were able to find the crystals. And so the, so the leader actually comes to earth for the first time and he intimidates the Drogon character to help him find other crystals and to challenge Alan and to take over Lance. Cause if you know, if he can, even though he get those other crystals, he can, he can rule Atlantis. He can rule Zion West too. He better get into Alan's ancestors uh, home. It's like a dome. Mm -hmm. It's like a, and I didn't think about it. I was like, man, it was like the firmament. It was like, I didn't know anything about all this stuff. It's, it's like an invisible dome. They're protected. It's lush. Greenland is beautiful. Alien type women on there. And they, and they, they lust for the women too. Right. Um, Which makes sense. So with Athena character, because she's related to Plato in the book. So it was like, it was like an unpublished book. Talk about the Lantern kingdom still existed from Plato, but no one knows about it. It was only passed down from generation to generation. So whoever has these type of powers of um, clairvoyance is passed down to them. Mm -hmm. And Athena just happens to be related to Zeus on, and related to Plato. So she has the wow. book and she's like, she's a socialite. She's a, she's a story and she's 17. And she was doing a fashion shoot in Miami doing a, Literally, it's kind of funny now as I'm talking to you. Everything I'm talking about is literally manifesting. She's doing a literacy program. She's there. And actually now I have a literacy program that we're working on, like I said, in Arusha. I mean, it's books in California State University, Northridge. It's literally like almost everything that I, I wrote about in the books is kind of happening now in real time with the books uh, being in, in the university. Now we're playing the elementary. And I want to create a program for foster kids once once you know the, the franchise happened the billion dollar marvel universe happens where kids who are in foster program well most of when they age out especially girls they you know that's when they become victims of sex trafficking and right, all that right that they can go to any college they want to and once they graduate and become successful then they reach back and help somebody else in the same position they were in that's my main goal oh man that is that right there is some uh, philanthropic stuff right there dude like that that especially to come from you know to be writing the the, the 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 to be authoring what you author and then to do this it's almost like you know i'm showing you guys i'm i'm, I'm showing you guys a hero that i downloaded at the same time i'm showing you some heroic acts in real life as well and it, that that's that's so dope dude thank and exactly and that's what athena character she does the philanthropy work she's doing it with like helping now does she know does she know who she is even at 17 she, she yes yeah, she knows she knows who she is and in, in, in the story but her she has her own journey too because her greek her her aunt the the greek guy's athena 
wants to train her, become a warrior like her. When so she was 10 years old, she almost killed her. Uh, wow. Her shield protected her. And because she didn't want to finish her training, she can't see her parents. So they're on Mount Olympus. So her, 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 her grandmother is Andromeda. So when Andromeda dies on Earth, she's the last. So now Athena's the last living like Greek, like uh, God, goddess in a sense. But she's she don't have all the powers. Zeus is the one who determines if she has the powers or not. So when Zeus has been watching Alan actually all the whole time, but he really trying to figure out who he is. He's so intrigued with him until he started sort dating his goddaughter. <laughs> like, it's sublimity talks about that too. It talks about alien blood and Greek blood does not mix. So it's sublimity written like black. You have a like, lot. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. You got like you have the things, the things, like the things that are going on right now. You know what I'm saying? That are that's exactly. awesome. Exactly. And the funniest thing, where I was talking to a professor about this, uh the the funniest thing is happening now with the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Yep. And that's kind of that's 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 that, right? The uh royal blood mixing with uh, what is it? What would she be? Non-royal blood or just different non, type? Non-royal blood. Exactly. See, that's crazy. Exactly. And I wrote this nine and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't, can't nobody tell you that shit wasn't a download. Bro, it's that's what now people's like, when you read the book, you're going to say, man, this is a movie. This need to be a movie right now. Yeah, for real, dude. Like, I listen, I want to be I want to be a part of that, whatever it is, even if I just got to, you know, just be, you know, get hit by a wave or something. You know what I'm saying? Because this is going right. to make we'll, some we'll, changes. We'll make something happen. There's it's a lot of different characters in it. It's so many different uh, different characters in it. it and it's and it's also like it's like Lord of the Rings. When people read really like this is like Lord of the Rings. Are you gonna have um, that? Like, are you is, is one of your things to like kind of? Um, I don't want to say like because I know it's 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 a a huge thing because I got like three heroes and it's a, that's a huge deal in itself and that's not even a lot. But it's one of your things to kind of like create your own universe or your own like world. Are you gonna add more heroes or is? No, this is it. it. It has so many heroes in it. Actually, actually, I have another book. It's called Eve the Soul Reaper. I, I, and I actually wrote it for one of my friends. Bro, I used to work out the same gym with Chadwick Boseman, the Black Panther. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, That's yeah. Amazing. I just talked to him all the time. And I never mentioned anything about my book. Um, uh, the time, one time I was talking to him, my good friend named Alpin Onyema. He has a foundation called Genico, and he, he kind of been influenced on me too. But I already wrote about the the found like the literacy stuff, all this stuff I always want to do, but he has a program his foundation is in Nigeria. So they have a scholarship for those girls. Like some of the girls who was kidnapped by Boko Haram, uh-huh. they do, they do hip and knee replacements, all these, he does all these great things. And man, he has from Benedict Cumberbatch to David Yellowwell, uh, David, uh, uh, um, uh, Chewy Tail Ejel for, he was also in Amistad. He's in, he's in, uh, Dr. Strange as well. They all support Jinko. And um, and when I saw um, Chadwick one time he was working out, uh, I remember my friend was talking about, like, well, we're gonna we're gonna try to get Chadwick because he knew he went to the gym, but he never saw him at the gym. But at the time right. I would go there, the funniest thing with, with Chadwick, I didn't see him for years. I never really said anything to him, like you know, he's doing his own thing. He was even when he did black, even he did James Brown, everyone black knew he was, even when he did Civil War, uh Marvel, we all knew he was. He was still working out there. Majority of white people didn't know who he was. <laughs> but when he did Black Panther, he was training for Black Panther. Black people didn't know who he was. But when we see each other, I was like, I was like, what's up, bro? I was like, what's up, bro? 
then then one time I just walked up to him but but uh my friend's jinko event when i had him sponsor and uh and they had a mutual friend and he actually did sponsor when they did 21 bridges his movie so they had someone like that do a bidding like who went to visit like meet him like at the premiere kind of thing and mm-hmm. the proceeds went for, went to the jinko foundation Oh, so I talked awesome. to him, but I never mentioned anything about The Last Prince of Lance's Crimes. I was like, man, I wonder if I mentioned that to him. He would have probably tripped out. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, he would. I mean, that might have been the whole trajectory of things may have changed. <laughs> if you were, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But but I didn't even think about me. I was just thinking about my good friend Alpha. I love that, love that brother, man. Which makes he's, sense he's always, though. Yeah, it's always been uh, supportive, but it's all been organic. Uh just like what you're doing, just so what you I had, hmm? it, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I had, I had, uh, when I first did the, when the, when I had the, the manuscript, I submitted it and someone in, in New York at a publishing house loved it. But at that time they didn't have, they didn't have any black, um, young adult sci-fi, any of that. So when they let the editor go, I said, you know what, I'm just going to self-publish myself. And I just right. did everything organically to this point to where like we're talking now and I'm talking to producers. I have some producers looking at it now when I did the movie pitch deck. I learned out, I met someone off a of clubhouse off of that when I created the pitch deck. Everyone really? Like, Man, this is dope. Yeah. Because, you know, there's some fake people on clubhouse. Too. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. There's definitely some, um, this is what I do, but not really people on there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But all my stuff is copywritten. So to me, I'm like, I would love someone to try to, like, you know, take it, it and, like, make something that's there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a good thing that you actually, but that's the difference, too, though, about the, from the people who are about their business and really do stuff because you handle things like copyright exactly it's it's been out it's been out too it's been out for too long and with even when you see me in the partial cosplay with kevin hart at barnes and noble yeah it's been out too long so um so where i was gonna go with uh just even with the uh, i'm gonna meet with a good friend of mine named free hester this brother he would be a great designer for the wardrobe he's he is he's gonna turn 30 i, I think the end of this month and he's done everything, man. He done actually Stan Lee's. He done he what? done like creations for Stan Lee. He's done New York Fashion Week. He's from out here. He was he did. Uh, they had some. I'm not sure if they had the hoop bus. They traveled around the country, bringing awareness for voting when they're doing the voter suppression. So they basically had a big black fist on the on the top of the bus. It was like two hoops on the, on each side of it. And they toured around the country. And Michelle Obama she endorsed them. Really. And another. Yeah, another friend named uh, Zermillion, uh, a Latino brother, Mexican brother, who who he worked with Nipsey Hussle, uh, like the Crenshaw logo and all that. Uh-huh. I think part of that came from his from his design, and he's done like he had footage. He was telling me that where like when Nipsey first started out, he was just filming, just filming. That's a documentary in itself. Oh, so he was just docking docking them as he was. Yeah, moving. yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. I'm, so I'm connected to both of them, and they're in they're in the the acknowledgement. So free, I'm gonna meet with him later, but we did the inauguration downtown LA. He said, just, you know, just ride with me. So I gave him one of my masks from book cover two. Mm-hmm. And the mask is dope. Like I have merch on um, shops. So, wait, you got masks for like, like COVID masks? Like masks well, from for- the book cover. Yeah, COVID masks, yeah. Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna have to definitely shop for some shit. <laughs> yeah, do that, yeah, yeah. So I have shoes, yeah, that's, that's selling a lot actually um but once i know how to market that it's going to sell it's going to sell it more so when he wore it it it, it ended up being the la times and he hit me up it's like bro win la times man this this is you got to frame this i'm like wow i'm gonna frame it bro and oh, so dude. he would be great like for ruth carter who did the black panther wardrobe 
he would be the best person to work on it with maybe even Ruth Carter for the for the wardrobe. So right. we're going to talk about that already. We already put it in the universe that, that to prepare for that. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, everything is happening so organic. Like just just to break down how you've broken it down, the way things have happened. It's just like, yeah, this was this is serendipity. Like it was supposed to you were supposed to be in all those places in your past and you were supposed to be in all those places right now. You know what I mean? And it's just like I'm just anxious to see what happens. Yeah, exactly, brother. Exactly. So uh, that's why I'm thank you for allowing me to talk on your on your podcast. Um I'm going to do a couple more coming up in the future. I have, I mean, I have a beautiful friend. She wants to play Athena. She was in Ballers. Her name is Paola. Um, she uh, on, uh, is she on, uh, I think she's on, she's on, on, on the house, right? She's on Clubhouse, right? She's, uh, no, she, no, she doesn't hold class. She's, she's a working actor. She's super busy, but I'm just, okay. just even have, just even have her like, you know, who's, who likes the characters is another beautiful friend of mine named Iwana, I connected with from Clubhouse and she's Greek and she saw, saw the, the movie Pitch Deck. She, um, I won't get more into it. Yeah, but don't, she don't, yeah, don't give no secrets friends. yet. <clears throat> yeah, no, she shares that one of her friends is a producer and he's like, wow. And, uh, and, she, and she actually did a, um, she did a video for me on, on the book and she's Greek and she's like, she gets it. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. So, that, yo, I'm telling you, when you watch, when you go watch, uh, Justice League later, you might start making calls right after you watch the movie because it's just going to be, I mean, as right as a writer and a creator and stuff, it's and especially on that realm and being what we what what it is like, it's going to put you right back in the seat of like, yeah, let me put this on the screen because it's just going to inspire you even more just because it's everything you're talking about, not everything, but as far as like Atlantis and, and all the other gods and goddesses and things like that, it's just there. And it's like, from the standpoint that, that you've been talking about it, I've never seen it, the story told that way. And I would love to, I'm, I'm obviously I'm going to read it, but I would love to see how that would translate to a, a Yeah. 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 That yeah. Same. Awesome. What actually, when I saw, um, like I said, I've been a step ahead. When I did Comic Con, they premiered what the character is going to look like for Justice League. When they did Superman versus Batman, Batman. they premiered it at Comic Con San Diego the following day after me, after I had the models dressed up like the character, um, the Greek guys, Athena and Alan King character, with the t shirt I'm wearing. And I was in cosplay, I was actually in the shark. <laughs> so I had oh, that's uh, you, the shark. <laughs> yeah, so I, Yo, I want that shirt Mary's now. Left shark. Uh, so I just put my book cover on it and we walked around and people was like, wow, there's like, who are you? That's when I knew. And that's why I said it's time for me to hire someone and travel around the world. And then I did Comic-Con myself. I, I cosplay just as you see me right now as King Leon. Uh-huh. And I end up being in L.A. weekly as one of the sexiest cosplayers out of half a million people. They chose me, maybe like 30 other people. Yeah, because I saw. um I was looking at some picture and you, it was a, it's, it showed a Comic-Con joint. It wasn't this one. It was a, it was another one. That's the one you're talking about. Yeah. It was just me holding the book. Right. Yep. Yep. That, that, that was, that, that was the last Comic-Con before all the COVID 2019 San Diego. Oh, so that's kind of, it's fairly fresh. I mean, as far as like the things that when we were actually able to be in the world, you know what I mean? That was like one of the last things. So that's, that's dope, dude. You're like, that's, I don't know. It's just it's just like me looking up um, so many th- me, me just doing some little research for my, my own right now. It's definitely a, like a what they call a glow up, like, a, you know what I mean? Like and now you're in your own. Now you're in your own now. Like, you know what I'm saying? You come into your own, as they say. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Create the own universe. And th- when I saw. Um, 
was it Batman versus Superman? Uh, what was it? Was that was the one where they had uh, no, not Batman versus Superman? It, it was uh, what was it? Was Justice League? I think was it Justice League? What they had where I was trying to think of the character. It's, there's one right now. Yeah, where he comes from Earth and he gets the three boxes. Is that yeah, yeah, Stephen Stephen Wolf. Yep, Stephen Wolf. Yeah, when it smelt, but they fear. I was like, that's a little similar to my book I wrote nine and a half years ago. Because in the book, the gargoyles, they read your mind through fear. <laughs> and then you see that. Doesn't that get you to start to thinking sometimes? Like, was I ever sitting in a bar and just talk to somebody about this shit or something like nope. that? No, nope. that's why I said someone made a read my book. But um, I mean, I really don't know. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, they, that's why they talked about a clubhouse. You, you know, don't pitch that, you know. Right, right, like, right. Has ideas like quantum physics and whatnot like people pick up on things but it's still a totally different story and the thing is when you're there's a difference between when you're downloading and when you like when 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 the shit is organic and when we you know when somebody is uh when, when somebody's stealing because it gets to a certain point that they don't know what to do with it and then when it's when it's yours it's like just the way you talk about it is like oh i know this is his like i like it's him i could see it and then it's, it's not this is the only person that would be able to relay this information him you know what i'm saying not anyone else so yeah it definitely is um but clubhouse is definitely something to be wary about uh, when you share your ideas and stuff yeah, even when we're talking right now, but still, you don't know the whole cuffs of the whole story. Like, yeah, and the thing I mean? is, I want it to be this way just because I want people who I want anybody who's listening right now to fucking pick up every single copy. And for me, too, because like this is my this is where I live, like heroes and, and comics and stuff like that. So I don't even want to like I barely want to know anything, but I do need to know some stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate it because what well, well when the movie come out, I'm working on a screenplay right now. And, and we'll see when I talk to this producer, uh, he's done a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm gonna talk to him on Saturday. Uh, when he saw the pitch deck, um, for the guy who connected, he was like, man, when's the movie going to come out? When are we going to, when do we shoot? And he's, he's pretty big. Um, so we'll, I'm kind of really keeping uh, that close to the chest. To, yeah. The chatting with him. Uh, and literally, Bobby, I turned it like I've been constantly been having these literary agents trying to sign me. And, and, um, and when I look at the contracts, I'm like, they want half of everything. I'm like, uh-uh. nope. <laughs> uh-uh. I, ain't, I ain't busting my ass for this. Nah, nah, I'm good. Just, I'm going to keep it just like Nipsey Hussle. Independent. Right. right. The, the marathon continues. And I know it's going to happen. I feel it. it I think you feel it just from just our talk, our conversation. Yeah, and from what I've been seeing, like just from what I've been seeing, like just seeing, um, you know, from I mean, like you said, you're not like a huge social media, like you know what I'm saying. But the things I've seen, the 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 reviews that I've read, the people that are on, like, like it's it's more than just a person who's like, yeah, this is my, you know, it's my book, and you know, whatever. This is this has this this carries thing. This carries a code. You know what I'm saying? It carries a code. It carries. Um, information it carries things that give you it gives me vibes you know what I'm saying not just like something oh go pick up this book and read it like I'm getting vibes now so it's like I need it in my life and I think that's what people need to get from this and understand thank you brother I appreciate it I wrote it I wrote it for us I'm I'm gonna be on I wrote it for because I want to see black people seen in a positive way like like the Harry Potter Lord of the Rings the, all of those books and be a black author creator who created it. 
Definitely. And the thing is, in the historical point, too, like, you know, seeing these seeing like the Lord of the Rings like that's, you know, it took place how long ago. And you know what I'm saying? So to see our people, you know what I'm saying? In this how in this, you know, thousand years ago, hundred five, six hundred years ago. And we're not slaves. You know what I'm saying? We're not. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're, we're royalty. We're uh, underwater royalty. We're gods. We're you know what I mean? To see this type of stuff is what we need, especially right now. So that is like a thank you. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you, brother. Exactly. And now you're already seeing like I'm seeing so many black creatives on Instagram with comic books and they're doing a lot, a lot of good. They, they're creating their own concept, their own their own stuff. I feel like I'm a step ahead of a lot of them because I did the Comic-Con stuff. Yeah. Uh, 2016. I mean, though I wrote it nine and a half years ago, the first book. And just seeing now like people cosplaying other people's stuff, though, it's not their own stuff. But I did my own stuff. When people say authors don't do that, I'm like, uh, well, I, I do my own, I do me, you know what I mean? But uh, I just feel blessed and humbled. I just took, I just, I just took the, I just took the reins and just and said, hey, I I got to show, I got to show the world what it is, and just now, literally, to have being a university. And if you saw the study guide, I think I'm gonna email it to you. Yeah, yeah, please do, please do, because I love to promote that somehow. <clears throat> Man, yeah, because they said, uh, yeah. So the yeah, so the professor said, yeah, you can you can use this as a book clubs and whatnot. You say you'll be blown away. I mean, when you get the book and read it, then you you tie it in. You already you're gonna have your own um, ideology of what you think of, of the the storyline, the characters, and whatnot. So it's 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 a blessing. But yeah, it's been a it's been a download. And it's, a lot of times we're in these rooms. Sometimes it's hard for me to convey myself. Mm-hmm. Just being kind of almost like almost an introvert, right? Kind of right. way, but the, but the clubhouse has been helping me to kind of open up because, especially the preservation room, because everyone's all like minded people, like and, like and, and, right? And they're light, it's light, it's a lot of light in there, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of uh, you know, uh, that was probably one of like everybody in the pre- preservation, uh, well, the moderator, the administrators, they were like some of the first people that I um connected with when I got on Clubhouse. I've only been on Clubhouse since like December. So, um, like Augustus and you know, Amanda, and yeah. you know, they were some of the first people I connected with on that. So, like, to see what their thing had turned into because it wasn't as big as it is now when I first um, you know, got on, yeah. and to see that, and you know, I'm like. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm slightly introverted, but you know, I, in order to do what I got to do, I got to, you know, I got to come out of the shell. So, uh, but having, you know, sometimes people can get really long winded on, on clubhouse and it'll kind of make you feel like, all right, you know what I mean? If I weigh in, how much do I have to talk? So like being in a situation where you're just like, say whatever, do whatever, you know what I'm saying? It could be two minutes or two seconds. It's definitely um, a plus, you know, and it's definitely, I'm definitely grateful that it exists because, you know, this situation right here wouldn't have happened without it. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly, brother. And you're a very cerebral dude because I heard you. Sp- I heard you spoke in the room many times, and uh, yeah, it's, it's it's yeah, it's it's big. I think I've been on in a couple, only a couple of months, maybe two months now. Yeah, uh, maybe three months. And you get, I got burned out because you get so sucked Man. into it. All yeah, these rooms, dude. It's it's and, like. Uh, it's something. It's something else. It's something else. And and something was but to to your to your to your uh, comic or to your books. Um, you know, uh, have you ever had any? Uh, this is just an author, a writer question. Have you ever had any writer's block moments where you were like, when you sat down to write? No, like, no, 
No, not 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 with this book. It's literally just it's always like you said. It's like it's in our DNA mm-hmm. in in some sense. And and I'm now I'm been reading. I didn't really know much about the power of melanin, man. Man, the me neither. Helped me <laughs> open my third eye on that. Yeah, dude. Like, there's so much. There's so um. It's it's so deep. So like, if you ever wanted to bring you know bring your characters back you know what i'm saying i mean i'm i'm just publishing my my first graphic novel so it should be out within the next couple of months but uh it's called claire v um you know black you know obviously it's you know it's, it's written for us um not for us but about us you know in our situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's about a guy named robbie dane he gets shot in his back three times and he ends up his parents died when he was younger so when he gets shot um you know instead of him dying they actually uh, break some cosmic rules to keep him living and he ends up having every psychic ability but times 10 and then his cousin wow. is a uh his cousin's a drug dealer who his thing is throughout the whole comic he uh has to face his humanity because they fight demons reptilians witches uh you know just gang members mafia members so after i'm done you might you might read it and maybe we could have some type of mashup at some point you know what i'm saying but yeah I, um I, I, I would love to chop it up with you on a, on a, on a, you know, on a, on a creative tip. So, yeah, but, uh, you know, I appreciate you for taking some time out of your day to come chop it up with me. I hope that we can do this more. I hope that you can uh, maybe co-host an episode with me and we could just talk about all things, uh, all things, you know what I mean? Like anything you want to talk about. I I can see I'm, I'm already visualizing this can blow up into something, uh, bigger. Even if you wanted to do, if you wanted to uh, go ahead, my my bad. <laughs> no, yeah, no, and I'm saying this. I can see this blowing up a little bit bigger. I'm thinking about the stuff Joe Rogan was was uh, what it took him to get to Weez at. Right. And just the conversation we having right now, I'm already visualizing us co-hosting with other like-minded people, uh, right? Creator. And and um, you know, I was I honestly I was gonna do a uh, you know a read for mine um, you know through through the podcast maybe sometime so maybe you know we chop it up and then you could probably read one of the characters if you're not too opposed to that um, you know what I mean so I got uh, you know we got some things to talk about here so uh, do you have anything else that you want to tell the people out there in the world? Uh, man, I, Bobby, I appreciate you allowing me to speak on your podcast. Uh, like I said. Uh, LeonardClifton.com, The Last Person Lancers Chronicles, book one, book two, book three. Uh, Athena's Quest to Save Atlantis just came out uh, March 10th on my birthday. And, nice. Happy uh, birthday, belated uh, too, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And um, I, I basically, like we said to you before, I wrote this for, I really wanted to show multicultural people, Black people, to show them that, hey, we are kings, we're gods, we're queens. We, we do it. We do incredible things. And through the, the art, when it's done the right way. And we, when you see it, like, hope, I know it's going to I see it's going to be in the movies that you can feel proud and you go in the movie theater. So get the books because more book sales actually helps. Get it on the screen. Me, help get it on the screen. Exactly. Exactly. And everyone said it's a diamond in the rough. And, and honestly, if it wasn't for Dr. Cedric Hackett in his in a way, putting in the California State University in Northridge and just having his students just like they all gravitate into it. Like what I was telling with the hair, just simple thing. And just talking about the hairstyle and how black people been, you know, looked upon in business by even dreadlocks. They just passed a law, I guess, here a couple of years ago where you can have dreadlocks working in the you know white collar uh, businesses. Yep, I remember that that whole thing. Yeah, something simple like that. I never even thought about that. That, yeah, like that, they were 
they definitely had a uh, I'm not going to say had a huge issue, but there were there were things that happened to make them have to do that. Yeah. So when so when when people like when one of the students who read, I think it was a teacher who read that. That's why they're like they want the books in elementary schools uh, just to give kids they can see themselves through creators like me and you are writing about positive characters for us. Right. But, the, but it's not just about us because it has Asian characters and it has white characters, Latino characters. It, it's, it has a whole spectrum. It's, it's, it's literally what happened right now in book two. Alan gets racially profiled as a reptilian character who hired these redneck cops in Florida to uh, harass him because they were trying to get the necklace. And when he gets the necklace, you know, he can't control it because the necklace is too powerful for him to even have. Cause he changes. I won't get too much in it. <laughs> I'll make that for the movie. Reading the book. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, but uh, just just those things. But they haven't got the book two yet. They're they're only on book one, and all the books are going to be in the university. And I and I have a feeling it's going it's going to grow to other universities because the professors are they loving it. And I'm just I feel just blessed just to have that opportunity and just yeah. to talk to you. And now you have a more general idea or who I am and what I'm about. So my, my whole thing, I just want to inspire the world. And I really want to have that foundation for foster kids. And for that to happen, I'm going to have to have m- hundreds of millions of dollars to really have it the way I want. I want it on right. a global level. Right. I feel that. And the thing is that as long as you got that energy and that vigor and you just keep moving forward, then I, be- I believe that's just going to happen because it seems like you got pieces that are coming together, you know? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank so, you. Yeah. I appreciate it, brother. I yeah, appreciate it's never been you. I, always, I only just want to inspire. I only really want to help people. And I know the way I can really help people, how people look at you. And unfortunately, to how they look at people who are kind of celebrities, like icons. We talked about that in the preservation room, too, about, kind of, you know, like idol worship. And I don't really want that, per se, but I know it's going to happen to those whoever are going to play the characters. Right. And they're going to have to do some humanitarian work. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it works like that. It work, You know what I mean? You can, you can stay behind the scenes, but still only so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Until they like, yo, we, yeah. we, 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 we know that, you know what I'm saying? You're the, and that's the thing though, you got the right idea behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like I've heard people say before, you know what I mean? Things like, you know, I have to be a celebrity or I'm going to have to be, I have to be out and, and be a, like use words like that though. Like I have to be a star. I have to be a celebrity rather than just being like, if I rock out being who I am, then it'll just turn into whatever, you know what I'm saying? And I believe that you you've got the most humblest way of going towards it. Thank you, brother. Yeah, that's 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 it, man. I just want to help be just a contributor to humanity, this this earth, this only earth we have. Right. And uh, just conscious level with a multi. My my production comes called One Universe. That's dope. That's dope. That is awesome, dude. So listen, I I um I want everybody, like I said, I want everybody in the, that's listening to make sure that you download make sure that you buy, make sure that you do whatever you need to do to um, get this book. Now you said it's on Amazon. Is it on any other, yes. any other ways? To yes. Make it- yes. So the last Prince Lancer's Chronicles is on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, iTunes, uh, Lulu. It's on uh, like Ingram. It's like on pretty others, much everything. Like, everything. Just like you said, you Google me, you Google, Google Leonard Clifton, things just pull up. Like that's yep. how you saw And that's that a fact because I did it myself. <clears throat> yeah. And, and this is another thing with the professor who's saying, like, he Googled just like Atlantis. The only thing you see of Atlantis, black Atlantis, is what is is what I created. That's it. 
that's dope as hell. That means that you've created your own domain, basically. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I created my own universe. Yeah. Yo, it, and, awesome. and even, even with the, I won't hold you up. Even with the Greek gods, I created a whole, you know, even with that and having Greek people respect what I'm doing because I went to Greece. I did the research when I did the three book series and, and all that. Dude, that's and that's more than that's more than a lot of people. Um, you know what I'm saying when they decide to actually do uh, books and stuff like that, especially because they're coming from a uh, creative standpoint. So it's like some stuff. If I can't get here, I'll just wing it. You know what I mean? But since you actually went out and did the work like that, it just makes it makes the it makes um you know it makes your book so much more efficient i guess you know what i'm saying just to me at least being the type of reader yeah. that i am you know what i'm saying that just knowing that just knowing that and then it's and then it was inspirational as hell to hear that your books are uh or well, one of them is in is in a is in a college and then a university like the, i feel like as authors like those those should be some of the goals you know what i mean like yes sell mad books and you know make a little bit of bread but um the information and the knowledge and and people are studying this shit now that means that you know yeah. five or six years from now you might be in an actual class you know yeah yeah i, I yeah i'm gonna hold you up and i, I want to get to i went to africa too i went to south africa because the characters are part zulu and an alien that's oh, how the lantern race and so much to it now do it's like are you sure all this can only fit in three books all three books. You know, there's prequels too. So I, I may do that. But once all this stuff blows up, then I can hire a whole team because it's all been me. I have a couple yeah, of people who, yeah. who does the research. When people try to sign me, I have a brother. Uh, I have him. I have him do the like he, he knows how to dig and find out who they are. Right. And right, right. Find, a lot of these companies are from China, bro. <laughs> really? Yeah. What? That's interesting. They're based here. Yeah. And he was saying, what is it about China that likes your stuff? They must must like black people. I know they love like Kobe. Yeah. Stuff like that. But but yeah, I have a lot of companies that they they have these what umbrellas. They're from China. So is it is is it is um is the money just not right? Or are you just like, yo, I just like I just like how it's going right now. It's just not it's just not right. It's like smoke and mirrors. When I look at like the 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 fine like print, maybe yeah. Maybe a company out there for China because they they because they do produce a lot of films and stuff. But yeah, definitely. Still, you just got. Yeah, because I mean, you don't want to be one of those people who uh, I mean, because we know that there's like millions of people that have probably just signed something real quick. And then, you know, it took it take them another nine years just to dig themselves out of that, you know. So, yeah, I, yeah. like I think yeah. going the way you're going is is, is going to work perfectly anyway. If it's been working. Yeah, just just that's what I said. Just being organic, like Nipsey Hustle, just organic, just doing it my way on my own, my own property, my own shit. <laughs> that so who I'm making sure everything's done right. Who was behind um the the who loves Star Trek in your family? Who was it, mom or dad? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom. Mom, that's awesome. It's fun. I thought you were gonna say dad, but the fact that his mom makes it even ten times better. Leonard Nimoy yeah, is my dude. Like I um. I said in a, in a rap one time, I said, uh, beating, beating Bobby Neptune is illogical. You know what I'm saying? And I only, only oh, certain people right. know, only few, certain people know what that means. Like, you know where that's from, but that's yeah, where I yeah, got that, that's, that's, that's dope. And, and that Spock here, he was like the first hybrid, like, you know, he was, he was part alien and, and human. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then the way he acted though, as a hybrid, you would have thought, you know, this guy's got to be, he's got to feel because he's human. And he did feel, but it was just, he was a deep, Spock was so deep. It's crazy. Like if you go back and watch Star Trek people, you know, go back and watch Star Trek and Spock is not as cut and dry as you think Spock is. 
if you really know yeah. anything. So, but I think that's one of the dopest things ever that that's your that you're named after Leonard Nimoy. That's awesome, bro. And, and to have a signing after With, William Shatner, then yeah. come on, then man, like Frank Miller, <laughs> you can't make this stuff. You, you can't make me, it up. You, and that's what I'm saying. Like, tell me that's not organic. Like anybody listening right now, tell me if you end up at your first book, you know, signing and like Kevin Hart's there, then Frank Miller's there, then Leonard Nimoy. I mean, then William Shatner based. You know, he's off from Star Trek, which your name is based off of Star Trek. Like, dude, like if you weren't doing what you were doing right now, I would be like, yo, this dude's an alien. <laughs> yeah. And, and and Leonard Nimoy talked about Atlantis. And uh, yeah, we won't get into that, but we, we would talk about those. No, preservation we, rooms. we will uh, eventually. You know what I mean? Because we definitely like we there's too much. Um, there's too many similarities here for us not to just have a podcast where we just chop it up. So. We definitely. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. And I think we're in the future. We, yeah, we should definitely have like a co-host. And then as it continue to grow, get some sponsorships like the Red Table. I, I can see that the Red Talk. Yeah, that's, was that? I mean, the Red with Jada and them. That's that's that's, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's the goal. That's the next goal. So, you know what I'm saying? That's how. And then the thing is, I want to keep I want to keep people up to date with what's going on with 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 uh with you know with your with your books and with you know what i'm saying i want you to be able to give them updates and stuff like that from a consistent source you know what i'm saying where it's like you know that you know you can always find out whatever you want to know i'm sure people will be interviewing you left and right um but i still want you to i want i wanted to kind of feel like yo when he you know when he visits i don't know yet this is not just a he's not a visitor no this is this is this is part of his shit too you know what I'm saying? So exact man. Whenever you want to reach you. out, just like, you know what I mean. Let me like, know. Like you mentioned that. That's organically, man. Yeah, yeah. We we can definitely do that, brother. We can definitely do that. It'll, it'll come first through, through through this podcast. Exactly. Co-hosting exactly. together. So yeah. So um. So world. Make sure that you look out for uh Bobby Neptune and Mr. Leo Clifton. Um, this has been the I Don't Know Yet podcast, and we're leaving you guys with a cliffhanger right now because I know that so many people out there want to hear more. You know what I mean? But as 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 I like to do, being an author, I like to leave them on the edge of their seat. So, Mr. Clifton, I appreciate you. You got any uh, last shout outs or anything you want to say before we uh, go uh, save man, the world? Hey, hey, hey Bobby, I, I appreciate you, brother. I, 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 I honestly, I thank God. I, to me, Clubhouse has been divine intervention for me personally because I connected with people like you. Right. Uh, just connected with the, the Oracle, Sophia Stewart, you know, from from Clubhouse into just just the preservation room and just learning more about who I actually am because of the preservation room Amen on a multi-dimensional level whatnot uh so just please uh last person last chronicles leonardclifton.com amazon itunes barnes and noble lulu just google leonard clifton you will find the books and i, I appreciate you it's never been about me it's always been to inspire and to help others and once the conglomerate, the Marvel, the, the, the Atlantic universe, one universe productions becomes really big. Then I can really help the people I want to help. Like I was telling with foster kids starting out and the oceans. And, and I'm all about climate change too. That is awesome. You're going to see me and Leonard out here riding some dolphins sometime soon. So make sure everybody tunes in, make sure y'all buy his book, make sure you stream all the episodes of, I don't know yet. Make sure you stream all Bobby Neptune's EPs. Look out for Claire V and uh that's about it so my brother it's been love talking to you and we're definitely going to do this again uh have a good one yes, yo. sir yes sir hell answers to oh, you oh yeah brother. and uh hell atlantis you know what i'm talking about hell atlantis and shout out to the preservation of the human race as well because y'all definitely created a good bond right here yes i did that's how we found each other blessings yes, sir. peace dude